Welcome to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag horror hostess, Evil, coming to you from my lair of eternal damnation. Hello to all you pod people out there. I hope you're all doing well this evening. Before tonight's main feature, I want to give a big shout out to some new Reflections of Darkness listeners around the world. Hello, Belarus, Lithuania, Zambia, Belgium, and Israel. I hope you're all enjoying the podcast, and thank you for helping me spread the darkness. <laughs> As always, feel free to message me any comments, questions, concerns, or whatever. All my info is over at evilqueensf.com, where you can find links to all my socials and my YouTube page as well. Well now, how about we jump into tonight's main feature? Enjoy. Tonight we are reviewing Christine from 1983. Okay, opening title card, John Carpenter's Christine as the engine revs. Then credits. Then the iconic scene in the car factory assembly line in Detroit in 1957. All the cars rolling down the line are all tan. Then rolls a red one. Immediately, it draws first blood from one of the inspectors as it slams its hood down on its hand. Then another inspector sits in the car with his cigar, and an ash falls on the seat. Uh-oh. Shift begins, and they hear the car radio and see the lights. So they open the car door, and bam, the car's first kill. As the music transitions from old to new... September 12th, 1978, Rockbridge, California, 21 years later. Now we see a cool blue car driving through a somewhat familiar neighborhood, and the driver pulls into a driveway. It's one of our main characters, Dennis, and he's picking up our main character, Arnie, for their first day of school. Arnie is your classic glasses-wearing nerd mess, and his mother is a bit overbearing. So, on the way to school, you can tell that Dennis and Arnie are really good friends. You know, uh... Arnie, I was thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> no, seriously. Now that we're going to be seniors, I figured it's about time that we, uh, that we got you late. You know, like this year, huh? Huh? We need a girl to get late. Well, what about Gail Justin, huh? Oh, Gail Justin yeah. Case? No, I, I don't like her mustache. Well, fuck you, Arnie. I mean, what do you care if you get a little hair in your mouth, huh? <sighs> okay. How about Sally Hayes, huh? She's cute. She's a sophomore! So what? She's a walking sperm bank, Arnie. I know. Come on! Well, I don't think I have the minimum deposit to open an account, you know what I mean? I... Are you kidding? You carry your life savings between your legs. Come on, Arnie. I think maybe I'll just speed off. Dennis is popular, cool, football player, easy time in high school kind of guy. But he's clearly an anomaly or pure fiction. Because if we go by my high school experience from a hundred years ago... All those kind of guys didn't talk to you, or they bullied you, but they were never friends with you, unless they wanted something, something in the backseat of your station wagon that caused you to lose your gag reflex by the end of junior year, 
something you swore you'd never tell because if you did, they'd beat you to death. Anyway, Dennis seems like a good guy. <laughs> then we see the new girl, Lee, being given a tour of the school. Lee has great hair. Jealous. Now, is it me, or does this school feel a bit out of time? Like, they said it was 1978, but it feels more 50s-ish to me. Eh, maybe it's just me. So Arnie was supposed to meet Dennis for lunch, but Dennis finds out Arnie is still in the shop class, and the school bully, Buddy Repperton, has his lunch. You want it? Come get it! It was yours. Why didn't it have your name on here anyway? Arnie Cuntingham. <laughs> Why doesn't it say Cuntingham? Just take it, Arnie, and let's go eat. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that's funny, buddy. Real funny. Come on. You wanna go for it? Put the knife down in my will. Put down the knife, Reppertin. You wanna make me put it down? Hey, you got a knife and he doesn't. In my book, that makes you a chicken shit. Yeah, it's chicken shit. Oh, yeah? Put it down, buddy. Yeah, put down the knife. Come on, buddy, just put down the knife, okay? Just put it down. There's the whole fight scene, and Dennis gets his package grabbed by that chunkier of the three bullies. Then he says this thing in the weirdest tone. How do you like that? Big face. So the taking no shit shop teacher breaks it up, gets Buddy's switchblade, and sends them all to the office. Side note, damn Buddy, those jeans are a bit tight. I can see your religion, honey. Not that I'm complaining. No, 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 no. You know, also, Buddy's whole look with the hair, the sideburns, the tight jeans, the black tee, all very hot. Even though he is a douche wobble, still hot. On the drive home from their first day of school, we find out that Buddy was expelled and the others got probation. All of a sudden, Arnie tells Dennis to stop the car, stop the car, go back, he wants to get a look at her. Her? Well, the her in question is a broken down, beat up car for sale. A red car. And it's a mess. But Arnie must see something. Well, Dennis? That's a piece of shit, Arnie. Well, she could be fixed up. She could. Yeah. Well, she could be really tough. Forget it, Arnie. This baby's got 93,000 miles on it. Probably 193. I don't care. Then we meet George LeBay, the guy selling the car, and he's a creepy old man in some sort of belted body brace, and he tells a little story. Her name's Christine. I like that. Come on, Arnie, we gotta get going, huh? My asshole brother bought her back in September, 57. That's when you got your new model year in September. Brand new she was. She had the smell of a brand new car. That's just about the finest smell in the world. When he got her, she had six miles on the odometer. Goddamn rolling went through hell and back with Christine. Your brother loves this car so much. Why is he selling it? Because he's stone cold dead, that's why. Died six weeks ago. So Arnie buys Christine for $250, and he writes a check. Remember when we used to write checks for almost everything? Do people still do that? Do they even have checks? I haven't had checks in, God, I don't even know how long. Huh. Cut to Arnie's kitchen, and him telling his parents he bought a car for $250 that he was saving for college. Okay, in 1978, was that enough for college? Well... I just looked it up, and a year of tuition plus room and board in 1978 was about average $2,600. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> anyway, Arnie is telling his parents, and they are pissed. You did what? She's outside. Well, you're kidding, right? 
You can't buy a car. What in the world are you talking about? You're 17 years old. Oh, boy. Well, actually, uh, you're wrong. I mean, I couldn't finance it, but buying it for cash is no problem at all. Of course, registering a car at 17 is something else again, and for that, I do need your permission. Arnie, you know how we do things. You could have consulted with us. You know, I've consulted with you about every damn thing I've ever done. I mean, everything in this house is a committee meeting, and if it's something I want, then I get outvoted two to one. Well, this is no committee meeting. I bought the car, and that's it. It most certainly is not it. And how could you have let him do this? I didn't let him. I mean, he wanted the car, and he bought it. I tried to talk him out of it, in fact. Hmm, I doubt that you tried very hard. Yeah, well, I'm going home. I think you should. Okay, that's it. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Arnie, what kind of... What did you say? What did you say? Look, you wanted me in college courses? I'm there. You wanted me in the chess club instead of in the band? Okay, I'm there too. Now, I managed to get through 17 years without embarrassing you in front of your bridge club or landing in jail. Now, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have this. This one thing. You are not keeping any car at this house. Fine. His mother is a complete see you next Tuesday. So Arnie drives Christine to Darnell's do-it-yourself garage to store and work on her. Darnell is this hard-nosed old coot, but lets Arnie park there on probation. Oh my god, that was a lot for one day. You got first day of school, the bully, the car, his fight with his parents, the garage. But it seems Arnie is slowly growing a spine. (laughs) Alright, October 9th. We are in Darnell's garage, and Christine is coming along, but he is fixing her up in an odd way. He's got all his shit in three weeks. Look how cockeyed he looks, Pepper. He's got fucking brand new windshield wipers for a busted windshield. Well, the boy does have good hands. Good hands. Bad taste in cars. You know, Pepper, You can't polish a turret. I think days like this are gone where you could work on a car like this. Because, like, all new cars are kind of impossible to change stuff because of all the computer equipment and stuff, right? I mean, beats me. I don't know anything about cars. I just seem, it just seems like it would have been easier back then to do such things. Cut to the school library, and Dennis and two of his friends are looking at the new girl, Lee, telling Dennis to go talk to her. So he asks her out to go dancing, but she says no. And he says, why not? What? He says, why not? Anyway, she says she already has a date. Ooh, mysterious. Cut to Dennis going to Arnie's house because they're supposed to go to a movie. And you hear Arnie inside arguing with his parents. And Arnie walks out and he has had a makeover. No glasses, better clothes, and a new confidence. But he has to run an errand for the garage guy, Darnell. So he cancels on Dennis. As Arnie drives off, his mom and Dennis have a little chat. You're his best friend. What's going on? I don't know. I mean, I hardly see him anymore. Neither do we. Ever since he bought that car, he's been obsessed with it. And you know what else? When we signed the registration papers at Town Hall, they told us the man who owned that car last died in it of carbon monoxide poisoning. Jesus. Does Arnie know about that? Arnie doesn't know anything anymore. 
So Dennis breaks into Darnell's to look at Christine, and she's starting to look like new. And he notices that the odometer has gone backwards. So he tries to open Christine's door. All of a sudden, Little Richard singing, Keep on knocking, but you can't come in, starts playing loud on Christine's radio. So Dennis runs and leaves, and as soon as he's gone, the radio stops. Cut to the football game, and Dennis is playing. And he sees out in the parking lot a shiny red car pulling up. Hey, tree lining. Is that Cuntingham's car? Yep. I know where he keeps it. Dennis also sees that Arnie is kissing the new girl, Lee. But then, bam, he is tackled hard, and he is out. So they send for a stretcher, and we focus on the car. Was it Christine that made him get tackled? Hmm. November 5th, and Arnie is visiting Dennis in the hospital. Dennis looks rough. Neck brace, ribs wrapped, knee in a cast. We find out he'll never play football again, and he was lucky not to be paralyzed. But damn, Dennis is super fit, so I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> Cut to the drive-in with Arnie, Lee, and Christine. Fun fact, the movie playing at the drive-in is Thank God It's Friday from 1978, which is a great non-horror movie that I highly recommend. So Arnie and Lee are making out, and Arnie wants to go further. And Lee kind of does too, but then she stops and then doesn't want to and gets out in the rain. So he goes after her to find out why. What's the matter? What's wrong? Can't. Here. In that car. What are you talking about? Why not? Because I hate that car. I mean, you, you care more about that car than you care about me. It's crazy, Lee. Who do you spend more time with? Okay, girl jealous of a car, but I think maybe the car is jealous of her because it immediately tries to kill her. The inside light goes on and the radio starts and she starts to choke and Arnie can't get in the car to save her. So the guy in the next car uh, pulls her out and gives her the Heimlich maneuver. So then Arnie drives her home and she tells him to get rid of that car because she'll never ride in it again. So their relationship is up in the air. So he goes back to Christine and she won't start. So he sweet talks her and she starts. This car is beautiful. Inside and out, it's such a nice car. He takes Christine back to the garage and as the garage door is open, all the four bullies from school run in and hide. And then Arnie leaves and closes the garage door. Now this next scene was really awful. The bullies destroy Christine with hammers and chains and knives. They bust out the windows, they rip up the seats. It's demolished. Cut to the next day with Arnie and Lee outside and they walk in to Darnell's. And Arnie again is looking great. He's in that cool red jacket. So as they're walking up to Christine's parking slot, Arnie sees what's happened. And Christine is completely destroyed. And Arnie is like in shock. The actor does this part amazingly. And then he takes all his anger out on Lee, and so she runs off crying. Cut to dinner with Arnie's parents. Arnie, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes. I... that is... we... It's your fault. If you hadn't been so damn selfish, you wouldn't let me park my own car in your precious driveway. This never would have happened. Arnie, that's not fair. Oh, it's fair. Can't we even... Talk about this like rational human beings. 
One of them took a shit on the dashboard of my car, Ma. Now, how's that for rational, huh? Why don't we... Your mother and I have decided to help you buy a new car. <laughs> well, that's what everybody wants, isn't it? Well, fuck you. I'm fixing up Christine. Well, I guess he's not child of the year this year. <laughs> Cut back to the garage and Arnie talking to Christine and the iconic scene of Christine fixing herself. And he's standing there in the headlights and he says, show me. And the effects are amazing. Still, it's an amazing scene today. Those practical effects with the car fixing itself are amazing. Cut to chubby package grabbing bully getting out of a trucker's rig under an overpass. Um, can we say lot lizard? Hmm. Interesting. So he's walking under the overpass in the dark, and he hears music. Oldies music. And he sees a red, shiny car with the windows blacked out. Then the car starts towards the bully. The lights turn on, and Christine hauls after him. And I'll give it to this chubby ass. He runs and jumps fences pretty good, but not good enough. He ducks into a narrow loading dock area, and Christine is too big until she isn't. She forces into the small space and crushes Tubby against the wall. <laughs> November 23rd. At the hospital again, Arnie wakes up Dennis with a six-pack for Thanksgiving. Okay, wait. Dennis has been at the hospital this whole time? His bill is going to be crazy. But then again, it was the 70s, so probably not that crazy. <laughs> this whole movie shows how cheap things used to be. Anyway... Arnie is in the hospital with Dennis, and they're talking about the boy who died, and then about Christine, and then Arnie gets all weird and leaves. Cut to school, I guess the next day, and we meet Detective Rudolph Junkins, played by Harry Dean Stanton. He's questioning Arnie about his car, why he didn't report the damage, and hinting that there was something up and that he was under suspicion. Cut to Arnie calling Lee and trying to get back with her, but then he freaks out and calls her a bitch and hangs up. Arnie has got some serious mood swings happening. So then we cut to Buddy and one of the other bullies in his car. And there's another car with very bright lights starting to follow them. Very close. So he tries to outdrive Christine. But it just doesn't work. And Buddy pulls into a gas station where the fourth bully works. And Christine slams right into Buddy's car, destroying this car. And he does it again, mowing down the one bully. As gas pours out of the car, blowing up the station, killing the one guy who worked there. But Christine pulls out and she's completely engulfed in flames. And she heads after Buddy, who is now running down the road. This scene's amazing. And Buddy does that thing that rabbits do when being chased down a road. They just keep running straight and won't turn. And bam, he gets run over and set on fire. <laughs> it is a great scene. So then, Christine shows up to the garage, all crusty and burnt and still smoking, and pulls into her slot. Darnell is there and sees it. And he goes over to, to the car with a gun because he knows Arnie isn't there and that somebody has to be driving her. But he finds no one there. And the inside and out are charred. And then he sits in Christine? Bad idea. The door slams shut and the seat crushes him against the steering wheel. Bye-bye, Darnell. <laughs> Next day, as Arnie shows up in Darnell's car, he sees a bunch of police. So he runs to Christine and finds the detective who tells him that Darnell is dead in the front seat of Christine who we see is pristine once again. Cut to Lee calling Dennis, and apparently it's the new year, and they didn't tell me, and she wants to come over and talk about Christine. Will you speak to Dennis? Hello? Hey, Lee. Happy New Year. Can I come over there? I need to talk to you. 
What about Arnie? About Christine. Okay. You first. I'm afraid for Arnie. I thought you wanted to talk about Christine. What do you know about that car? I know that the guy who owned the car before Arnie, his daughter choked to death in Christine. How do you know that? LeBay's brother sold Arnie the car. I mean, the guy's a jerk. Just came out and told me. I think I was supposed to be next or something. Arnie would never do that. Not in a million years, okay? I don't think he's Arnie, Dennis. It's that car. I swear it's the car. Maybe. Well, I'm going over to Arnie's tonight for New Year's. And Dennis, I wouldn't. No, it's okay. I mean, we do it every year. His folks are going to be there. I just, just figured that maybe if I get him alone, you know, maybe he'll talk to me. What if he doesn't? What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, what if... What if that car doesn't let him? Then we destroy it. So Arnie picks up Dennis for New Year's in Christine. And Dennis calls her a rust bucket and has to apologize before getting in. Okay. And so Arnie is driving really fast and drinking. That seems safe. <laughs> then a toast. Well, have a beer. Don't be shy. My car's your car. A toast. Death to the shitters of the world in 1979. Oh, come on, Arnie. I can't drink to that. What can you drink to? What about to us? You know, to friendship? That, that's good. That's, that's real good. Then there's some littering, some no hands driving. Dennis starts getting emotional, and Arnie gets crazier. The, the way Arnie has changed throughout this movie is amazing. The actor did such a great job. So cut to the next day. I guess they skipped the New Year's party. Dennis cars into Christine's hood, Darnell's, tonight. I think Dennis may have a plan. Yep, he and Lee break into the garage. I have to say again, Lee's hair is amazing. It's bouncy and lovely. Ugh. Anyway, they start up the bulldozer and drive into the garage to lay in wait for Arnie and Christine. Christine's going to come through the door. You better get in the office and stay out of sight, okay? Once she gets inside, hit the button and bring the door down. Then we'll have her trapped. What if he doesn't come? Christine will. Lee gets out to go to the office to get ready to hit the button and twist. Christine was there the whole time and goes straight for Lee and almost gets her, but Christine hits another car, gets stuck. But Christine breaks free and the front of Christine is all twisted and broken and it looks like a giant mouth of teeth. It's great. While Christine pulls back to heal, I guess, Dennis starts to head for Christine in the bulldozer. And we get this cool shot of Arnie inside Christine, lit up from the dashboard lights, and he's all like turquoise and he looked like a zombie. It's a great scene. Now the next part I always thought was so sad and so weird. Christine drives into the office trying to get Lee, but as Christine crashes through the office wall, Arnie flies through the windshield. Now why wasn't Christine buckling him in? Good lesson though, when you're going on a murderous car rampage, always wear your seatbelt. <laughs> Then there's a jump scare from Arnie. As he's dying, he touches Christine's grill, and then he's dead, and Christine turns off for a moment. And then on, and she starts to play a sad love song. Then she's pissed and starts going after Lee again. But Dennis starts the attack with the bulldozer, and Christine starts to reassemble. So Dennis drives the bulldozer right on top of her, back and forth, back and forth, crushing her. Cut to the next morning, and a crushed cube of Christine 
out of the car crusher, drops to the ground. Lee, Dennis, and the detective are there, and all of a sudden they hear Oldie's music. But it's a worker with a boombox. Zoom in on the cube, and a piece of metal starts to bend, and bad to the bone plays. The end. <laughs> oh my god, I love this movie. This story, the acting, the soundtrack, the practical effects, it's all amazing. The end, they leave it open for a sequel, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. I mean, I wish it would, but I also don't want them to ruin it either. Now, we all know this was based on the Stephen King book, and it's pretty true to the book, but I think the changes they made work and work well. This movie is truly a great mashup between Carpenter and King. It's so good. I give Christine 9.5 out of 10 red suede jackets. Now, head over to evilqueensf.com for all my info and links to all my socials and YouTube. Feel free to leave me a message. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. I know everybody asks you to do that these days, but it really does help more people find the podcast. Well, that's it for me tonight. As always, keep watching scary movies. You gonna be okay? Yeah, I'm okay. <sighs> no, you gotta find yourself some other charity besides me and Christine. What is it about that car, huh? I don't know. Maybe it's just that for the first time in my life I found something that's uglier than me. And I know I can fix her up. So. You're not ugly, Arnie. I know what I am. Queer, maybe, but not ugly. Fuck you.